0: Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Good to see you. You know it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Won't you be Jesus's? (laughs) Ah, Mr. Rogers in 19. Where'd that come from? I'll tell you. I picked it up around the neighborhood. Came out of the third heaven. Mm hmm. Mr. Rogers was anointed. I remember watching that as a little kid and feeling the peace of God and all the trauma and all the crazy stuff. It's like, thank God for Mr. Rogers. You know, we really did have some good shows as a kid. Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street was pretty good too. What was the other one? Scooby Doo, man. Scooby Doo. I still love Scooby-Doo. Yeah, Darkwing Duck was good and uh, Tailspin. Tailspin was one of my favorites. And Rescue Rangers, you guys remember Rescue Rangers, Saved by the Bell. I'd run, I'd literally sprint home from elementary school because I lived one block away from my elementary school in St. Anthony Parkway in Northeast Minneapolis when I was going there. I'd sprint home to watch "Say by the Bell. Oh, God. We were so blessed as kids. It was anointed stuff. Hallelujah. And then they tried to ruin our party on some sin, because we had a lot of good stuff in our childhood. We really did. And then it's like they started dumping drugs on me, and they started dumping sexual morality on me. All the temptations of Satan came against me and my friends, and my God. killed a bunch of us, you guys, but I think our innocence of our childhood is getting restored by our good father now, back into the days of Darkwing Duck and Tailspin. Amen? Rescue Rangers. Yeah. Hallelujah. Baloo, you know, with the plane going around in paradise and on missions. Missions from God. Is flying around in the glory cloud on missions from God. That's what you're being restored to. Heavenly works. So it's a time of training into heavenly works. He's prepared good works for you to do. Don't just be soaking, be floating so that He can do works through you. If you, you know, you're only rewarded according to your works. The Bible says that many times in the new testament you're only rewarded according to your works that's why i run this race to win the prize and broadcast every day cuz i want to do so much works that i have so much rewards that i have like just the nicest mansion in heaven multiple mansions in heaven storing up treasures and glory realms in multiple realms having an inheritance in every realm in eden and every realm in zion and every room of the Father's soul and the Father's kingdom and the Father's mansion and the Father's mountain, there are many rooms and I want rewards in every room of my Father's soul called Mount Zion, the mountain of the Lord, the soul of our Heavenly Father. I don't want to go and go into heaven and realize there was so much of the Father that I didn't discover because of my own pride of life, which is religious education. I don't want to find out I blocked God the Father from training me up into realms of glory that were available to me on earth. I just wouldn't go there because of my cemetery, I mean seminary degree. Hallelujah. <coughs> hey, what are you doing there? Don't attack people, Brandon. You're supposed to love them. Listen, attacking Gamaliel is just attacking the pride of life. Attacking someone's human intelligence with the intelligence of God the Father is the most loving thing you could ever do because you're exposing that you're not meant to be animals in the flesh. That's what sin has done to people. That's why the days of Noah are the days of the great harvest, according to Jesus Christ, because the, our sins are so much. Our magic arts and our sorceries and our immoralities and our idolatries are so much. That we have turned ourselves into animals. That we no longer even bear the image of God. We bear the image of reptiles and foul birds, Romans 1 says. That's what the Bible says. You know, you're meant to bear the image of God the Father in the glory. And your face is shining brighter than the noonday sun in the glory. But we're bearing the image of birds. And we're bearing the image of creatures. And we're bearing the image of reptiles, Paul says in Romans 1. We need to come out of the reptiles of religion. We need to come out of the birds of the magic arts. We need to come out of the creation into the creator. And that's what the grace and the love of the Father does. It restores the image bearing that Adam and Eve had. What is bearing the image of God? Walking in the love cloud, walking in the glory. Stephen's face glowing in front of the Sanhedrin in Acts chapter 7. He bore the image of the Father because he was glowing. They looked at him, and how did a glowing man's face, what kind of reaction did it cause to the earthly Sanhedrin of the most educated religious Jews of the whole entire world? The Bible says they wept and gnashed their teeth, and they were like snakes. It was like if you if you've ever seen people weep and gnash their teeth, I have literally hundreds of times because I walk so much in the glory that I get to experience all of the reactions <clears throat> to the white throne judgment seat of Christ every day. And sometimes they're good reactions, but it's mostly you're just looking into the realm of the grave. You're mostly looking into the realm of the dead because people are full of sins and they're they identify with animals instead of with angels. You know, it's called homo sapien sapien. Who told you you were a homo? You're more like the angels than the homo Sapiens sapiens. Who told you you're like the animals? You're more like the angels. Amen? Angels bear the image of God because they're in the glory. And I'm not dissing on the dogs and the cats because I, I love dogs and cats. And I mean, my God, I got fish and I got a cat and I can't wait to have dogs someday too. I used to have dogs. It's not about that. It's about the human being no longer identifying with the flesh, limiting themselves to the natural dimension when you're created for the glory dimension. You're created to live in the Garden of Eden. God created the garden for you and I to live in perfect relationship, unbroken fellowship, union, and ecstasy with God the Father all the time. And when He speaks, it's the Word. The Word. When he speaks, Jesus comes out of the Father. So you have Jesus in your heart because the Word's in your heart. Every time you speak, Jesus comes out of you. Amen? When you have a circumcised heart, when the tongues of Zion, when the tongues of the Father's mountain, when the truth and the Spirit and the love and the grace of the Father are coming out of your heart, you're speaking Jesus. The voice of many waters is inside every word and every container that comes out of a circumcised heart. With the mark of the tongues of God in your mouth, the mark of the new covenant in your mouth. There's a mark in your mouth of the tongues of angels. We speak in tongues of angels, we speak in unknown tongues. You know, when you pray in tongues, and I want to emphasize this because it's precious Pentecost, and Pentecost is my favorite holiday because I just, it's Pentecostal drunken glory every day for me. And Pentecost is when they received tongues and they spoke in unknown tongues and they were like drunk men. Pentecostal, drunken glory, tongues of resting fire. And it's really just being restored to the Father's word flowing out of you in tongues of fire. It's the words of God. You can speak in tongues so much that you energize tongues of fire to rest on every person's head in your region. Paul says, I speak in tongues more than you all. Why? Because he had an apostolic calling on his life to disciple nations. He had to speak in tongues to get the tongues of God the Father's tongues, the tongues of fire upon everyone's tongues because he's walking into uncharted territory and if he didn't have his tongues on them Satan would have his tongues on them and and Paul dies. So Paul prays in tongues to put his tongues on the heads of everyone that he's going to meet so that they don't kill him. (laughs) Have you learned that yet? The tongues of fire. Rivers of tongues of fire will flow out of your innermost being and through your mind. You'll feel it. And if you're not baptized with the Holy Spirit in the river of life and the tongues of fire, just ask for it right now. I believe God is baptizing the nations in tongues of fire this Pentecostal week as we celebrate the holiday of Pentecost. I believe in a global Pentecostal outpouring of laughing tongues of fire resting on everyone's heads. Even the people that don't want it because you need to be cleansed anyway because you can't kill one another. There's a royal law being enforced here by the white throne judgment seat of Christ and it's called love one another. If you don't have the tongues of fire on your head and the tongues of fire coming out of your heart, you are not loving your neighbor. You're killing and murdering your neighbor. You're using your neighbor. You're you're really just Being a devil. And being a devil is not allowed in God's green earth. Amen? You are not allowed to be rebellious during this dispensation of tongues of fire. All rebellion is being licked up by the tongues of fire. All religion, which pretends to be obedience but is actually the most rebellious thing in the world, is being licked up with tongues of fire. Rivers of tongues of fire. How did Babylon fall? Daniel chapter 7. The Bible says, Babylon fell when Daniel saw the river of fire proceeding from the throne. This same throne and this same river that destroyed Babylon 2,500 years ago, or whatever, is destroying Babylon the Great right now by all of us the body of Christ the bride of Christ realizing there's a river proceeding from the throne in our bellies out of your belly will flow rivers of tongues of fire right John 738 it is written out of your belly will flow rivers people are like well what kind of river is the river well, it's a river of fire it's the river of glory it's the river of living water He called it living water because they didn't know what the glory was. He was just trying to describe to them what it was within the context of their understanding. This is not a natural river. It's a supernatural river. This is not natural alcohol. We're not drunk as you suppose. We're not doing drugs. We're saving people from drugs. We're on the most high. We're on the glory realms. Only the glory. Only. And people don't even have a grid for it because they're coming out of such darkness. Darkness on the land, deep darkness on the people. What? There is a God and I could have lived in the glory the whole time? You should be angry at the devil for ripping you off your whole life in religion and rebellion and drugs and alcohol in church And everything that has the appearance and knowledge of good but doesn't have the rivers of the tongues of fire that carry you into places of open Eden, paradise of prosperity and provision and protection of God the Father's provision of Jesus Christ for your sins. If you're not being carried by the river, what's carrying you? The delusion of self? You can't carry, you're carried by devils. Devils come and carry your mind into dry places where they don't allow you to drink. Or if they do allow you to drink, it's a side dish, but don't make it about the cup of the new covenant. Don't make it about the cup of the new covenant! You know, they'll even say, make it about the Bible, and they'll be I- idolatrous of the Bible. Religious spirits love to kill you with the dead letter, don't they? They love to control you with Scripture. But if you ever make it about what Jesus made it about, the cup of the new covenant, in the river of his blood sacrifice, the river of glory, the river of new wine, the river of Eden's love, the river of experiencing God in the depths of Eden, all. They'll persecute you. They'll call you a false prophet. They'll call you a false apostle. They'll call you a cult leader. They'll call you drunk on alcohol. They'll say you're you're drinking vodka when you're drinking godka. They'll say you're smoking weed when you're smoking jehovah They'll say all these lies about you because their minds are so carnal and their hearts are f- so full of sin, they don't have any grid for living in heaven. And they're stuck in the natural dimension because of a seared conscience and all the sin that they've committed to themselves and to others is what locks them in the natural dimension called the curse of the fall. And so we got to preach the gospel so you come out of the natural realm into the glory realm. Out of the natural mind that can't understand the drunken glory, the new wine, the laughing tongues of fire, living in heaven on earth, living in the Holy Spirit. And not just getting tickled, going deeper, getting baptized in the glory, getting controlled by the glory of God. You can't control the glory. but That's why religion hates the glory. The place of the glory is the place where religion dies and cannot enter. There can be no demon and no unclean thing in the hundredfold glory realm of Jesus Christ. There is no unclean thing in the promised land of Christianity. Christianity has a promised land. It's called the hundredfold glory realm. And it's not in the power and it's not in the kingdom and it's not in the gifts of the spirit and it's not in a sinner's prayer. It's not in reading your Bible. It's not It's not in evangelism. It's not in works. It's not even in your faith. What it's in is in the glory of the Father, completely outside of everything you could ever be by your effort for a 100 million years. That's your promised land, the Father, the Father, the Father of glory, and getting your glory fathered till there's nothing else left, you know? And we come to a place where we say, no, you can't take that away, Dad. I love that idol. I love that immorality. I love that lust of the flesh. I love that lust of the eyes. I like that part of me, pride of life. That You're not taking my education. I paid a lot of money for that education. I need it to take care of myself in this marketplace. Oh, so you need it for yourself. But what does God need? you to sacrifice yourself, your pride of life, so He can control you by His ability. Very few people are willing to sacrifice control. Very few. They're scared. Well, scared of a good God. Well, you need the revelation of His grace. You need the revelation of His goodness. You need the revelation of the river and the understanding of the Garden of Eden of where your mind is going. That's where you're going, okay? Okay? interpretation of the divine will, the prophetic utterance, the oracles of God. You are going into Eden by the renewing of your mind. And the renewing of the mind is the removing of the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Which is the beast, the false prophet, and the red dragon. Bam! Simple as that. Hallelujah. All you gotta do is get your sins out. Get your worries out. Get your fears out. And it's layer upon layer. It is. Hallelujah. Even Jesus had to go through 40 days of testing in the wilderness for the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And when we start to get tested, we get offended. We get offended. How dare you test my heart? God tests the heart because He loves you, and you need it tested. Those that are willing to get their hearts tested and totally purified are the only ones commissioned by the Father to represent Him in the fivefold ministry. Everyone else is a worker of iniquity. you got 99% of Christian ministers out here stealing all the people, stealing all the resources because they're just people-pleasers, watered-down gospels. Half the time, they're just reading off of a script that they stole from someone else. None of it even comes from the throne. None of it's even real legitimate heavenly Jerusalem ministry. That's why there's no angels. And you got so many many people full of white tongues of Jezebelic, false prophet, carnal Christianity ministry that when the real deal comes, they all call it cult. They all call it false prophet. They all call it false apostle. And so the true commissioned ones go through the most suffering to build God's people up because you've been lied to by thieves of religion your entire lives. Sorcery. That's what you're warring against right now in Pentecost. The tongues of fire war against sorcery, war against Jezebel. (coughs) Jezebel calls herself a prophet, the Bible says. But how many of y'all know she's a false prophet? Amen. And Jezebel only works amongst people that are baptized in the Holy Spirit, that speak in tongues. It's true, because those are the only people that even mildly embrace the prophetic. The Evangelical Church doesn't embrace the prophetic. The Roman Catholic Church doesn't embrace the prophetic. The Lutherans don't embrace Presbyterians don't embrace No, the Pentecostals and Charismatic Church only embrace the prophetic. And then it goes up, and people get more refined in the prophetic, and you learn how to overcome Jezebel, and you, you got the glory stream, and hallelujah. They're the best, because they have the most experience, most wisdom. And we're going even deeper as the glory stream. We're going even deeper. These are deeper depths that will actually bring everyone into the unity of the faith in the hundredfold glory realm. Because the warring that we're going against in the sorcery of Babylon the Great, against all, everything of the flesh, everything that you've ever known in the seven mountains that the queen of heaven sits upon, that lying witch Jezebel that has deceived all of our people into idolatry and immorality, which is Thinking you're something in the flesh. Thinking you're something in your brain. What? Did Adam and Eve even know they had a body until after they came out of the glory? How about not even being aware of yourself? Have you ever gone a minute of your life not being self-aware? That's the taste of the glory. Now you go deeper into that. A door opens for you. You walk into it, and your self selfishness Goes away. Self is the delusion or the curse of the fall. And when you go into the glory, that's what burns up your sins or burns up your self awareness. Sin makes you self aware and locks you in self. So I'm always self protecting, self promoting. It's always about me, it's never about thee, you know? And so we're all just so wounded and beat up in our souls, we can never take our eyes off of ourselves to get our faith perfected to hit the mark of the high calling until we just finally realize whatever it takes to sacrifice, we need to do it. We need to sacrifice whatever it takes to go deeper in the Garden of Eden to demonstrate this to all the Christians who are looking for it but don't know where it is. And it's not out there. It's in you. It's Christ in you. It's the realization of the glory and then pulling your own brain deeper into the glory in your belly. You're not pulling your brain out in outer space. You're not getting abducted by aliens. Those fallen angels. Greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. 1 John 4.4 4. Come on. Don't serve he who's in the world. Don't serve those fallen angels pretending to be Jesus Christ. Angels of light that deceive. Most Christians are so bewitched they still serve the fallen angels. External Christianity is serving the fallen angels. Internal Christianity is serving Christ in you. Christ is not out there in space. If you don't know him on the inside, there's no doubt about it. You're you're bewitched. (laughs) That's what bewitchment Galatians 3, 1-3 is. is having begun in the spirit, which is in your belly. Now you're trying to attach your mind to stuff in the natural realm. And everyone's beat up and they're looking for the perfect church and they're looking for the kingdom of heaven and they're looking for god there where's god and then the angels show up in acts chapter one men of galilee why do you stand here staring up into the clouds this same jesus will come in like manner he came through woman. Woman birthed him from her belly. He's going to be birthed through your belly. He's coming through you before he comes to you. You're looking up into the clouds. Those aren't the clouds he's coming in. He's coming in the clouds of glory out of your spirit. The river of life manifests a physical glory cloud from below. He called himself a thief in the night. He's not coming from above. He's coming from below as servant of all through the sons of God that nearly every charismatic church in the world has rejected because it's not God outside-minded. It's not Jezebel. And these people can't handle the fact that they've been serving Jezebel. They've been serving the fallen angels. At best, it's been mixture even in the best charismatic churches. And people get offended by that, but it's the truth anyway. Humble yourselves and pull your brain into the river through your belly. Christ in you, the realization of the glory. And you pull your mind deeper and deeper. You go deeper and deeper in the Garden of Eden. You can pull your mind all the way into the river, all the way into the throne room, and know God face to face inside your own body, the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body is the temple of the new covenant. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, it is written, Not an external church. Not a building made by human hands. But serving him in the building that God created. Formed in your mother's womb. He says, I formed you in your mother's womb, Jeremiah. God built this body. And we're trying to build some other thing out here in partnership with fallen angels nonetheless. And then calling it God. Calling it Christianity. It's not God. It's Satan. It's true. It's not God. It's the devil. No matter how much you call what you've built in the flesh God, it will never be God. It's blasphemy. It's not God. God built your body. God developed your spirit. God's renewing your mind. Your body is the temple of God. Amen. And that's the one place no one wants to go because it costs you the idols in your heart. It costs you the sexual immorality in your heart. It costs you your lust and your pride. It costs you your dead things. And then once you realize he only wants to take away the things that are killing you, and he's a good father, you gladly give it all up. I've gladly given it all up. Oh, I'm so thankful every day is a better day. I mean, we go from glory to glory, 20 years, I don't care what's going on in the natural realm around me. This is paradise. I continuously experience paradise within my heart, within my mind. Externally, I deal with the most... Tremendous persecution, misunderstanding, horrors known to man. Horrors! But it doesn't faze me. Because I know greater is he who's in me than the lying devil trying to kill me in the world. And he can't kill Christ. Christ cannot die a second time it is written. He can't die! He's already been crucified. If I just cling to my husband, king, in my heart and stay growing in intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in my heart, then I just go to the next level of glory, and it just dismisses the accusers. It dismisses the murderers. It dismisses the lying tongues. Because it's all about intimacy. The Garden of Eden is the garden of love. It's the garden of intimacy. You have to open up your heart and be intimate with the man, Christ Jesus. Oh, he's a man, and he's in the flesh. There's nothing immoral about it. It's so pure, it will restore your virginity. It will restore your virginity back through Adam 6,000 years. That's what he's doing. The roots in your belly, the roots of your heart, the system that feeds your soul is being healed back through Adam. Oh, that's never-ending revival because we healed the root system of the nations. The only roots that will remain for all souls in the world are the roots of David after we're done. Even if it takes a thousand years, we can pioneer it and start walking in as the sons of God. Like, we're doing that this season. That's what what I've been doing here for the last 20 years, is just getting it all purified. So it's only God the Father in me doing the works, you know? Overcoming death. Overcoming the angel of religion Abaddon, Apollyon overcoming all the magic arts, overcoming all the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh, overcoming all the pride of life, overcoming the beast, overcoming the false prophet, those who prophesy out of the flesh, out of the brain, false prophets, overcoming the natural prophets, science is a false prophet, medicine is a false prophet, it's all false. essential oils, false prophet, the true prophet is God on the throne, manifesting through you in tongues of fire, and all that stuff can be added unto you. But if you think that's the truth and the Father's not the truth and the Spirit of truth is unknown to your mind, you're following the false prophet. Anything that leads you and guides you in the natural realm is the false prophet. Science, medicine, all the lies of the world's called the pride of life. It's all lies. You have to be led by the spirit of truth into all truth. He guides you and leads you and he takes your heart and he takes your mind he takes your soul he strengthens you and he brings you up into higher realms of his power his protection his provision that we can't get to except by receiving grace. Nothing you could do in 100 million years could get you higher in the glory. That's where people just get frustrated and be like oh I tried the drunk glory I've seen that a thousand times. Well, it's not about you, first of all. It's about Him. Once you get over yourself and get into Him, well, He's always in heaven. Amen? He's always at the right hand of God in Zion. Perfectly glorified. And when you make it all about the Lord Jesus, crucified with Christ at the place of your skull, Golgotha, crucified at the place of your brain, and your whole brain, your whole conscience, is crucified with Jesus, and it becomes about Jesus and not about you, that's when you begin to taste the glory. You can never taste the glory except through the cross and know the Father. And the Father is the glory. Jesus called himself the sheep gate to the Father. The sheep gate to the glory. Nobody comes to the Father. Nobody enters the kingdom of heaven except through the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ. You can't. Everything else is fake. They've been faking it, calling it Christianity, but they haven't even gone through his flesh and blood. That's why they don't have any power. They don't have any signs and wonders. They don't have any glory. They don't have any fruitfulness. Where's the love? Where's the joy? And if you don't agree with their doctrine, they murder you because their father is Satan. Jesus Christ said that Matthew 23. You lead people, but then you don't let them enter the Father. He says you block them from entering the kingdom. Because you yourselves have not entered the kingdom. It is written, Matthew 23, you brood of vipers, you sons and daughters of Satan and not God. If you were the sons and daughters of God, you would lead them to God. You would lead them into the glory. You would lead them into the land of milk and honey, into the prosperity of Zion, into the fruitfulness of the garden of Eden, into the supernatural abundance of the oil of favor that drips without measure from the tree of life. He's given you fresh oil of prosperity every single day of your life. Amen? He'll remove all the poverty. Poverty is just part of the curse of the fall of you trying to take care of yourself by the works of the flesh. You go deeper in getting your mind renewed into the glory of God. Jesus Christ told his disciples, I will make you a hundred times richer in this life and in the one to come. Hundredfold! And we just say, oh no, we don't want any inheritance in the natural realm. Well, then you're going to die and go to heaven and have no inheritance in the glory realm. I mean, that's how foolish we are. We're just like, nope, we're not going to save the natural realm. We, what do we need apostles and prophets for? What do we need to take the earth for? Oh, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness of the Lord, restore the fortunes of Zion. Lord, restore all things. We're just like, we're so deceived, we only need evangelists and assassins, you know? We're like, we don't actually need to take anything down here in the natural realm we don't need to take back our lands take back our governments take back our nations take back our cities you know just get us saved and then assassinate us because we don't need to do anything after we're born again don't take the land don't transform society just kill me it's good enough just to be born again with fire insurance but don't actually do anything and when you start doing stuff They persecute you because you're exposing that they're just lazy Christians that don't want to sacrifice anything in their satanic-filled hearts because they reject the calling on their life. The calling on your life can only be received and accepted if you accept God's discipline. (laughs) People are like, well, I was called to be an apostle. Well, you're not walking in one drop of it because you're still full of lust and pride. You barely even got on the altar of fire and get purified and tested in your heart. It's one thing to be called. Many are called. It's another thing to be chosen. Chosen means commissioned. means there's nothing left in you except the Father. I don't have a will. I don't have any agenda. There's nothing left in there except God the Father and whatever He wants to do in the name of Jesus Christ. We make it about ourselves because there's no renewal of our mind. There's no purification of our hearts. We don't even want to look into our root system. God forbid we look into hell. God forbid we look into the roots of bitterness, the roots of pride, the roots of adultery, and we wonder why we're always tempted by lust and by the love of money and to work for money because you have a root system in your belly of adultery and greed and covetousness, and if you went down and purified your heart from unrighteousness, the roots of David would burn the tree of knowledge of good and evil right out of your hearts, and the temptations would cease, and you'd be sealed in the holiness of Jesus Christ. And you wouldn't be tempted anymore, because you had overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and not loving their life even unto death with Christ crucified to self. No longer living for me, now living for thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Donate at redlettermen.com, sow a seed into Red Letter Ministries, and watch it grow. We love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.